and welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Nails here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Dedman, and I am joined, as I am every week, by Mr. Shane Reeves. And before you jump in, let me just say, I am not prepared for the amount of abuse that I am about to receive for the next hour. I was going to say something nice that... Your perm looks great. Well, see, I, it really come together. I don't. I've not seen the home perms work out that well before. I am just coming from the gym. You get, you get me. However, it, it, this is what you get today. I'm not even worried about it. But well, I'm not even so much worried about you. So we've actually got a guest on the show this week that I'm, I'm delighted to have on the show. You've heard her in the background on every episode for the last six months. Uh, this is. <laughs> She's usually setting something on fire or blowing something up. So you've heard us talk about Allie that works here at Crown Cigars and Nails. She is our guest uh, for a little bit of a unique pr- perspective, our first female guest on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really not sure how I'm going to get through this without laughing hysterically the entire time. Well, and I dressed extra nice. I put on the button-up shirt. I slapped on a little extra high karate. And the two of you come and trays perm went awry and Allie says no pictures. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. The one time I dress down in this shop and you're going to give me load for it. That's right. But welcome to the cigar cast. Thank you. <laughs> well, one of the first things we do whenever we get started is we light up a cigar. Um, so being our guest, why don't you go first and tell us what you're going to smoke tonight? So um, on behalf of the subject that we're going to talk about today, which we'll get to in a moment, I'm going to smoke the Tabaca Special Negra by Drew Estate. Um, When I started off smoking, it was one of my favorite sticks to smoke. It's a Nicaraguan Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper. Uh, The binder is Nicaraguan Sumatra and Criollo. And that's my wife's favorite cigar. Now, you're smoking the darker version. She usually smokes the dulce. She usually smokes the little lighter. That's kind of the difference in milk chocolate and dark chocolate. I typically describe it as um, an Americano versus a latte. This one's going to be the more Americano with, like, your dark chocolate like you're talking about versus the latte is going to be the sweeter one that your wife likes. Yeah, she tends to like the little sweeter, not as not as strong. And, by the way, a very sharp lighter. Probably the nicest lighter we've had used on this show. <laughs> Thank you. The ST DuPont Mini. Yes. It's the all-sleek white one. It was a gift to me this past holiday season, um, and I've loved using it. It's wonderful. It's a single jet. Do you have any problems? Uh, you know, we've talked about that a little bit on the show as far as he prefers, you know, 16 jets on his lighter, and I prefer a, a soft flame. Uh, how's the, how's this, do you like the single flame? I do like the single flame. I have a bad tendency of accidentally roasting a little bit into the cigar every so often, but as long as I can keep it in front of my face and see what I'm doing, I don't have a problem. Awesome. What are you so, smoking, sir? Tonight, I'm smoking one of my winnings from the poker game Tuesday night. I won a Guardian of the Farm Apollo. This was on the top 10 cigar aficionado cigars this year. I'd have smoked it sooner because I really love the story behind it. So it's a collaboration between Warp Cigars and Casa Fernandez. You've been smoking a lot of Warp Cigars lately. More than I ever have. Yeah. And all. Now, this one, it's a 5.25 by 50 ring gauge. So, five and a quarter by 50 ring gauge. But Guardian is dedicated to the dogs who roam and protect the Aganorsa farm in Nicaragua. That's why there's a bulldog on the cover. Well, that's nice. I thought that's a great story. Now, it's a Nicaraguan filler. It's Criollo and Criollo 99 binder, and the wrapper is a Jalapo Corojo. So... I'm scared it's going to be a little light for my flavor, for it my palate. It definitely looks like it. But if it's complex, it can be light. Complexity is fine. Now, what are you partaking of tonight? So I am going back to a cigar that I really love uh, and haven't smoked in a while and actually saw Allie smoking it in the shop last night. And so when I walked in today, it was either a Liga Number no. 9, which I didn't think our sponsor would appreciate me um, pulling a $16 cigar off the shelf, uh, or this. And so it's the Avo Heritage. In my opinion, the best cigar that Avo has ever made. It is just medium-bodied, maybe medium-plus, all the way through. A little bit of spice. It's This is the Toro size, because that's my favorite. It's got an Ecuadorian sun-grown wrapper. It's Dominican binder and filler. Um, it's And the price point on it is 
a little less than 10 bucks. So it's just all around a great, great cigar. I think it's the best daily smoke that Avo makes. But for a special occasion smoke, I'm going to go Fogata. I th- I, th- I enjoy smoking this more than I more than the Fogata. Hmm, that's a bold statement because isn't that more Dominican tobacco mm-hmm. than Nicaraguan? And that may be it because I'm such a Nicaraguan fan, which normally I am as well. Uh, so it so I'm not really sure why this kind of hits me as well as it does, but it it's just such a great cigar. Allie, you had it. This was your fir- first time you had it last night, right? Yes. What did you think of it? It was interesting. Um, definitely a solid stick, but it didn't have anything special for me. Just wasn't in my palate. Sometimes that's the way it works. Sometimes, and it's funny because your palate will actually change. Six months from now, your palate may mature into a different direction, or it may be further from it. You may never like it. But I don't know that I've ever smoked one that I just hated from the get-go. Yeah, I can't. You know, my palate's been changing a lot lately. I've been smoking at the Crown Heads event here. I bought a box of the Yellow Roses. And now I'm about halfway through the box, in, which in two weeks has taken me longer to get there than I was expecting, honestly. Um, but I'm starting to burn out on them a little bit. So I'm going to hold most of the rest of the box back and because it's just, yeah, my palate's starting to get to a point where it's a little... A uh, little burnout on that type of flavor. I've started going more uh, hitting the Cameroon wrappers when I can find them because I'm such a huge fan. And also getting more Dominican cigars because I find that to Nicaraguan tobacco, like we talked about when Nate was on the show a few weeks ago or about a month ago, um, is really drying my palate out right now. So I kind of like the Dominican. It's a little more savory. Um, so I don't experience that as much. It's a difference. It's a different change. Okay, so we've all got our cigars lit, and I've got a burning question that must be answered before we can continue this podcast. What is the best flavor of Girl Scout cookie? Tagalongs. Girl Scouts are everywhere. Which one do you like? Tagalongs. Tagalongs. Okay, wait. I'm going to guess Trey. I never asked him this question. I'm thinking Thin Mint. No, Samoa's. You like Samoa? I love Samoa. Samoas are my favorite, but I didn't think, I thought as much of a texture person as you were, you'd not take Samoas. I'm not much of a texture person. You don't eat oranges because of texture. That's pulp. That's, that's texture. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but that's, that's one thing. I, I, I tend not to have issues with texture. I mean, coconut's one of my favorite things in the world. But so, isn't shredded coconut pulp? I mean, if we get into the technicalities of it, maybe, but it's not citrus orange pulp, so I'm fine with it. Well, and It I doesn't thought, have to be a hard, fast rule. I thought he wouldn't like them because you've got, you know, you got the cookie, you've got the chocolate, you've got the coconut, you've got the caramel. Usually, once you get past two or three ingredients, trays out. So, I was kind of thinking that you, I don't know why I thought Thin Mints for you. So, Thin Mints were my favorite for a very, very long time. And... Honestly, they're probably still... It's it's really close battle, but I couldn't let you have the win. So, now that you've brought this up, where's the box of Samoas? Well, I, see, I would have brought Tagalongs for Allie, because I had figured ta- Allie for Tagalongs, because with a lady, peanut butter, chocolate, hard to go wrong. Just kind of hard to miss that. But as it comes down to the... I would have I got you ta- or Thin Mints. Which would would have been appreciated. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad to know. Just saying, that. don't bring up. I just got back from the gym. Don't be bringing up candy and cookies without being able to produce. Well, I'm. I always have to. Who can go through by the grocery store with all the little girls out there in their little uniforms trying to sell the cookies and not buy a box? My wife sees them and she says, "Don't buy a box of cookies." I'm like, I can't keep from it. <laughs> this has that. Well, if you buy them, I'll eat them. I'm, I don't hold her down and put them in her mouth. Right. <laughs> you just need to find a flavor that she doesn't like that you do. I tried that with coconut when we were first married. When we first married, she hated coconut. How long did that fight last? No, when we first <laughs> married, she hated coconut. So every time I wanted something just for me, I'd buy coconut. Now she loves coconut. Palette's changing, tying it all back to what we were talking about. Her palate changed. Because I would only buy coconut-flavored candy or cake. (laughs) 
So anyway, we may, we may now return to your regularly scheduled cigar cast. So I've got to say this is a little bit of a, a unique kind of scenario for us at the Cigar Cast because our, our guest actually brought a notepad with notes and material prep. This is really, an, and it's color-coded as well. I can, We may not be allowed to take a picture of you. I'm taking a picture of that and putting it up on Instagram because uh, that's just phenomenal. So one of the reasons, you know, we've been looking to have a female on the show for a while now just because it's a different perspective. We're always looking... That's why we like having people that are in the industry on, because it's a different perspective than than us as consumers. And, you know, so you actually sent me a text this week with kind of a topic of something you wanted to hear us discuss. And I definitely uh, am interested in hearing your perspective on that well. So, so why don't you kind of lead us into what you want to, what you're here to talk about? So I guess our overall topic tonight is going to be kind of women's women in the cigar shop, women outside of the industry, women who are new to the world. Um, And what Trey was saying that I made notes on was um, something that I think is really important is when you're bringing a woman into a shop, it's her first time visiting a shop, maybe going to be her first night smoking a cigar, Um, some of the things that you really should be looking for, and you should be researching your shop before you bring a woman there. You know, we actually touched on this a little bit a couple weeks ago, right leading into Valentine's Day, about kind of there are some shops that are that lean more towards being accommodating to all types of people, and then there are some that every shop has a different vibe, and it's kind of understanding your audience and understanding who you're bringing to that environment. Well, so my wife comes to the shop with me all the time. And I'm always glad that this shop is an environment that she could come to because there's some shops that just are not somewhere my wife and I could hang out and enjoy. They're just too masculine in theme or, you know, we talked about it before the show, guys in there act like they've never seen a woman. There's just so many things like that. So it's nice that this shop kind of has that environment. But what, what could a shop owner, let's start with this, Allie, I'm putting you on the spot. What is the first thing a shop owner can do to his shop to be sure it is inviting to the ladies? Uh, This is going to be for women and men across the board. Ventilation. I mean, especially if a woman's never smoked before, the last thing she wants to smell is smoke. So proper ventilation, this way the the shop doesn't smell like day-old cigar. Um, They're not sitting in a smoky environment. I've seen women, you know, nearly walk out of the shop before if we had a lot of people in here and it's really smoky. And I go up to them and I'm like, hey, hold on, let me turn on my my big overhead vent. It'll suck everything out really quick. Just give me like five minutes to clear up the shop. I want you to enjoy yourself here. Well, so how many times, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. How many times have you been in a shop and you can tell some people are on a date and they can't even see each other through the fog sitting in the air between them? Thankfully, not that often here. No, um, definitely not here, but in other shops. In other shops, for sure, especially smaller ones, if they're not. I know I've heard you guys talk about ventilation before. It's just, it's it's like the number one thing. Well, especially if, if someone's not kind of used to this environment. Like, I can handle a smoky shop. That doesn't bother me uh, because I've been around it for, you know, as long as I have, but at the same time, yeah, that's that's a key thing that turns even cigar smokers off from smoking in cigar shops. Is they don't want to go home to their wives or just home to their and have to take a shower before they crawl into bed because of how smoky they smell. So, what are some other things that you look for specifically? So, my second thing that I have listed, which I think is super important, is how clean the shop is. Um, and something that, as a man, you guys aren't going to notice, but if there's a female bathroom. If this is a shop you hang out at and you're thinking about bringing a woman there, step into the female's bathroom real quick and just see if it's kept up and clean or if the men use it regularly. <laughs> because I personally, if I go to a shop that, you know, it's, you know, unisex bathroom or anything like that, it's going to draw me away if I can't go and comfortably use the bathroom at the night, especially if you guys are hanging out and drinking, woman's going to need to use the restroom. Um, but just the overall cleanliness of the shop, too. Women, you know, we don't like sticky things. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because there's a shop that I go to from time to time that is mostly male, like most are, but this one more so than others. And they have one unisex bathroom. And he recently hired a young lady to work for him. And you can always tell when she's working or has been working because the toilet seat's down. <laughs> 
I actually know exactly what shop you're talking about. And the first time I went there, uh, the gentlemen in there were joking with me because they're like, oh, we forgot you were here until we went in there and the toilet seat was down. I was like, sorry, guys, I'll make sure to put it back up next time. My bad. <laughs> so when you bring so we're I'm a huge proponent and Trey and I have talked about this before on the show. Taking a lady to a movie is kind of terrible to me because you can't sit and talk. You can't get to know each other. So if she is up to go to the shop and she doesn't smoke regularly, what would you recommend gentlemen pick up for her cigar-wise? So most women that walk into the shop that have never smoked before, I try to go with something flavor-infused. Drew Estate's got a couple of different things that are flavor-infused sweeter. It's going to be like your Tabox, your Acids. Uh, Miami puts out some good ones, too. The Tatianas are great. I sell a lot of those to women who are starting off, especially because they have a distinct flavor. Um, so you can get something that's cherry, blueberry flavored. A lot of women really like those. The something sm- that's familiar. Yes. Yeah, so the smoke that comes out of them actually smells like the flavor, too. So while they get to smoke a cigar with their man, they don't actually feel like they're smoking something that's a cigar. Yeah. It, it, it lowers the barrier to entry a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Because that's kind of how you got started as well, right? Yes, actually. So my, my first cigar here in the shop was what I consider a big boy stick. Um, however, then I ventured back to the more flavor-infused stuff because my palate just wasn't ready for it yet. I used to smoke the Tabox all the time. Um, then someone introduced me to acid, and so I started smoking those. And then gradually, as I started working here, Austin was able to show me around the humidor, have me smoke some things. I really wanted to learn different things for my customers so that I'd be knowledgeable, and that's how my palate developed more. Let me ask you a question that, as it applies to kind of inviting someone into the shop. Um, my girlfriend does not smoke. And so I've kind of, I always, I try and be very limited in how often I suggest that that's part of the, you know, part of what we do for the evening. This is kind of a little personal hang-up. I just want to want your kind of thoughts on this. You know, it, it is a, a pretty caustic environment. There's smells, there's noise, there's a whole bunch. You know, what are some things to kind of be considering when it's, you know, how often, if you don't smoke, how often is too often or when you want to be considered? You know what I mean? Like, I always feel like whenever I say, hey, let's go do this tonight, I'm, that's, an, that's an activity just for me. And that's where I feel like that's going to come from a personal preference. If smoking cigars is something that you typically do just with your your guys, um, it's not something that I would invite your girlfriend to often because you guys need your separate space. You need your own things to do. I do think it's really important to invite her out at least once and see how she likes the environment. And if she seems to enjoy herself, let it be up to her if she says, hey, can I come hang out at the shop with you guys tonight? That makes sense. So, but talking about that, if you're bringing, this is another thing that I think is very important. If you're bringing a girl to a shop that you go to often, this is your, you know, once or more than once a week shop, and you know everybody there. You walk in and you've got nicknames, everyone knows who you are. I think it's very important, if you've been seeing this girl for a while, that your bartender knows that she exists. Whether your bartender is a guy or a girl, When she walks in that shop with you, your bartender should be curious, is this the one I've heard about? And maybe not to the overly awkward phase that I was when I met Trey's girlfriend, because I was so (laughs) excited to see that she was a real person. I thought she was made up. Um, We all got excited when we found out she was real. Yes. I mean, I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, how much is he paying this woman to come into the shop with him? You but. guys made it almost 20 minutes into the show before he, the dig started. Well, I will say he outkicked his coverage. I mean, we've just got to go ahead I'll and say that. I'll be the first that. to admit that. <laughs> but, but so give the bartender the heads up that you well, will be bringing. No, it's not. I mean, it's not giving a heads up. It should be real. Like when I met his girlfriend, it was real. I was really excited to meet her. Trey's a she fabulous. She climbed c- over the bar. I did not climb over the bar. I'm you not were really. She was already agile. on top of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the digs at me. Um, no, but, you know, she should know something. Or he or she, whoever the bartender is, should know that your girlfriend exists. Maybe know something about her. You know, I know that your girlfriend's a nurse, so I can ask you, you know, hey. No, she's oh, not. Oh, she's not. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about my friend Katie. She just texted me. See? I'm not kidding. Right there. Nice cover-up. Um, no, it's really not. Um, 
But That's my side chick, Allie. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Allie. Yeah, right. Like, you could have a side chick. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you mean your dog? <laughs> you know, I, li- I like that somebody's meaner to you than I am. That's really re- refreshing. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to therapy from after I leave here just to get back up to normal. But that also ties into the entire environment of the shop. If you're bringing a girlfriend there or a wife or whoever it is who's never been to the shop, if you know you go to a shop where everyone's kind of cold and not really friendly, don't, don't bring them there. Don't. Like, bring them there where people are going to be excited to meet them. Well, it's like there's a shop that I recommended to you recently that is not the place I would recommend being kind of the first experience in a cigar shop for a significant other at all. I only recommended it to you because I knew you could kick everyone's butt in there if it got a little out of hand. Uh, but that's, you know, I think that you have to really, that, that hyper-masculinity of, of the environment of certain shops um, and just the welcomingness as well. Well, talking into the welcomingness and the hyper-masculinity, like you said, um, I know Shane touched on this earlier, but to the other men that are listening that are sitting in the shop when a woman walks in, act like you've seen a woman in the wild before. Do not gawk. Don't stare. Don't make quiet comments that you think we can't hear because we are women. We have eyes in the back of the head and we can hear everything you're saying. Um, you know, make people feel welcome, even if that's not your friend, even if that's not, you know, somebody you've ever seen in the shop before. Don't, don't be awkward. We want women to come into this world. You know, we want more women cigar smokers so that you guys can figure out how to stare at them without them noticing. I want you to kind of touch on that a little bit more just because I know, well, no, no, no. The reason, the reason I bring that up is because you, you not only enjoy cigars, smoking cigars, and hanging out in cigar shops, but you also work in one. So you're kind of in that unique position where you probably get inundated with this more so than usual. I, I don't know where to start. <laughs> well, remember, it is a family show. So it... <laughs> well, there's, I mean, just from an etiquette standpoint of, of like, stuff that we really shouldn't have to say. Um... I know but one is there something that really, like, like people interrupting you and talking over you like I just did? No, you're fine. <laughs> um, one thing that comes to mind with that that is a little bit more on the appropriate side besides just being a good human being to other human beings is um, when you walk into a shop and there's a woman working there, don't assume that she's just a pretty face behind the bar. Um, I'll, I'll speak on my behalf as well as Bethany that works at this shop. We know a, a good amount of stuff. Bethany's been working here for two years. She can she can whoop your butt up and down that humidor. She knows what she's talking about. Um, I'm still in a learning phase. Austin's doing really well teaching me. You guys have a really good hand in teaching me as well. Um, you know, don't don't be caught off guard when I light up a cigar behind the bar. Well, and that's that's one thing for all of our fellow knuckle draggers out there, or to know it's okay. If you walk in the humidor, you know what you're talking about. You don't have to feel like, you know, some. You don't have to feel like you have to prove you know more than the person that works there every day. You shouldn't have to know more than they do. And also accept your recommendation. Now, I do have another question though. Going back to the previous topic, because y'all skated on by, <laughs> I got a double back. So, if you are in the dating world and you smoke cigars and you're engaged with another young lady talking and everything like that as a man is it best if the first time she sees you smoke a cigar it's not at the lounge should y'all like smoke one somewhere out you know on your back porch after dinner or something like that should she see you have a cigar or do you bring her in to the cigar shop right off the bat which is less intimidating or does it matter are we talking about a girl that also smokes no no okay um i like your thought of at home at, you know, on, on the back porch. You know, you guys have dinner together one night maybe and you guys go sit out and enjoy the weather and light up a cigar, see how she does around it. That's actually a really good point to even think about because that could be a good precursor to even seeing if she might even enjoy the shop at all. Just not that much of a shock factor. Yeah, absolutely. And when you choose a shop, choose one. You know, one of the great things about Crown is we got zones. There's kind of one corner over here, and then there's a group over here, and then there's kind of a free area over here. 
and you can kind of zone her off from the guys you don't want her to necessarily meet for the first time for a little while until they come over. <clears throat> well, generally you can generally most guys around here are pretty observant. If they see you over there by yourself with a young lady, they're not going to come invade. That was actually one of the notes that I made that Trey pointed out is very color coded. Co- color coded um, seating. Make sure that you're going to a shop that's got a lot of seating and that you can get into an area that's private so you're not trying to yell over a table at each other. Like, we've got some nice little areas where you can sit in nice lounge chairs right next to each other. I think that's important. It brings up a a little bit of a tangent for me, but on the topic, if you're not the person bringing your girlfriend or wife or whatever in the shop, but one of your regular buddies is... Especially if it's someone that they're in a new relationship with. Don't, for example, (laughs) walk right up and ask them how the vasectomy went. Or don't get overly personal when they're... Hey, Trey, did that rash clear up? Yeah, that... (laughs) You know, respect your friend's privacy, even in public. Respect the fact that all relationships progress at different paces. You don't know what's been shared, what hasn't. Just kind of be a be a good wingman. Just be respectful of, of the, the personal details that you may know and may not be public knowledge. <laughs> I, well, I think in your defense that uh, things like that happen to you because people are jealous because you walk in with pretty women like your girlfriend now, so... Uh, that's that's a little bit of pandering, but I'll but I appreciate it and I'll accept it. Well, and remember, guys, only about half the jokes that you think are funny are really funny. When especially as you're harassing, you know, hey Trey, she's she's much nicer looking than the one you were in here with yesterday. Mm-hmm. Only about half of those are going to be as funny as you think they are. Go ahead and just cut that number in half as soon as he walks in. It's a good rule of thumb. I think that is. Well, this is. A topic that we obviously have a lot more to cover on, but uh, it's about time for us to slip away and take a break, talk about our cigar under $8, but we'll be back with that and more right after this. Trey here with this week's Cigar Under $8. Going to talk about one of my favorite Connecticut wrap cigars that I've ever had, and that's the San Cristobal Elegancia. Uh, this is a just the, the the San Cristobal line doesn't have a dud in it, and for someone who likes a little bit more full full-bodied cigars like medium to medium full to full, you may find that you get away from Connecticut cigars a little bit. But this needs to be the exception to your rule. The San Cristobal brand was originally a Cuban brand, Mm -hmm. and it's one of the Americanized Cuban brands that we encounter. And now it's made in the Pepin factory. So it's all of the stuff that we talk about loving on this show on a weekly basis, and you still get a little bit of that Cuban heritage in the way it's rolled, and you get some really great, um, not real spicy flavors because of the Connecticut doesn't really have much of that, but it's just really smooth, and it retails anywhere from 6 to $8.00. So you can really pick one up and and kind of experiment with it. If it's maybe outside your wheelhouse, but you're wanting something a little lighter, maybe it's for the golf course or getting out when it's maybe a little hotter outside and you don't feel like a big LFD, it it fits that bill perfectly. A great cigar and the San Cristobal Colossus is a little bit above the $8 mark, but if you do want to step up in that size and get to that bigger six by 70 you know type smoke the colossus is also very good well now the colossus doesn't have the same connecticut wrapper that the elegancia does okay so um but the san cristobal line as a whole absolutely you can't go wrong Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is one of your hosts, Shane Reeves, sitting here with Trey Dedman. Welcome back, everybody. Our special guest, Allison Barney, Allie De- for Friends. <laughs> and I guess we're considered your friends. <laughs> this, uh, this, part, this half of the show brought to you by Marquis de Sade Landscaping. Ask about our Zoiza. Wait, can, can I backtrack real quick? I thought you said Allie and Fur Friends, and I thought it was you were referencing Trey's hair right now. Oh, well. 
You guys were doing so well. I I was gonna lay off the hair. I mean, he he's. He's had enough. He's tapped out. I'm channeling my inner Jesse Thomas, if you must know. Who's that? He's a famous triathlete. Oh. Yeah, I have to be careful because you're both so much younger than I am. I'll make references. I am so much younger? Yes. Well, Trey's still, Trey's still a decade Do, behind We me. don't need to go down this road. <laughs> He's a decade or better behind me. Uh, I made a reference at the gym this morning about... Um, I love Lucy and Fred and Wilma sleeping in separate beds, and nobody got it. I'll have you know that I was actually stumping a couple of gentlemen in their 60s last night on MASH trivia. Y'all started MASH trivia after I left? Yes, we did. I could have demolished you in MASH trivia. Bull stories. Well, all right. One night we're having a MASH trivia episode. But speaking of games, speaking of enjoying games, so we're enjoying Allie talking about ladies and cigars. But I've got to give you a shot at the title. I want you to see you beat Trey in one of these games just because it would make Jonathan and Austin feel bad. So we're going to play a game tonight. It's called Definition or Defin Fiction. I'm going to name the cigar, and I'm going to read two different tasting notes. And y'all choose either A or B to determine which is the real and which is the fake tasting for this cigar. Everybody understand? I think so. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to read it, and y'all decide on A or B, and then Allie can go first, and then Trey. We'll let ladies go first. Okay. Why isn't Trey going first, then? <laughs> and I, Well, this is part of our continuing series, to be sure. I either want Cigar Aficionado to send us a cease and desist letter or <laughs> offer us some money for advertising. And also, it's going to go one of two ways. Like that's, that's the only option. We'll just roll the dice. I mean, they could offer us advertising. They could send us cease and desist. Well, now that we don't have Jonathan on the show, he was really the worst about <laughs> talking so bad about Jonathan it. Jonathan really got upset. He got, he got into him. Okay, so our first cigar is the Padron 1926. Choice A. An attractive torpedo with a squarely pressed foot, its lush draw delivers big notes of cedar, nuts, and leather with a finish that smacks of cider. Tasty and complex. That's choice A. Choice B, a dark-pressed torpedo that starts out woody and herbal before picking up heavy coffee bean and earth flavors with touches of cedar and hickory on the finish. Allie, choice A or choice B? B. Allie says B. Trey? Uh, I think it's A. You think it's A? Point Alley. The actual definition A was for the Arturo Fuente shark. I, when it said box press foot instead of just box press, that was exactly what I thought. But their description is more what I get out of the 26 than whatever they wrote about the 26. That is inter- Yeah, because when I looked at those two, because I tried to pull cigars that kind of were similar. Mm-hmm. So that it wasn't blatantly obvious. It wasn't, you know, this 60 ring gauge. Right. So I tried to make it a little more difficult for you. Point Alley. Our next cigar is the Undercrown Shade. Some nutmeg and other notes of baking spices accent this predominantly woody, bready cigar. The finish is mild and grassy. Choice B. Covered in a matte wrapper, this Corona imparts a dense, chewy smoke full of rich mesquite peppercorn notes and a sweet baking spice finish. A pleasant medium-bodied cigar. Allie went first last time. Trey, you may go first. I think that one's A. You think that one's A. Allie? I also think A. You take an A? You're both wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The A choice was the Oliva Series O. Okay, I can see that. Next one, the Illusion Gigantes. So I tried to choose cigars that are in the humidor here, so there's a good chance either both of you or at least one of you had smoked that. Have you ever had the Illusione, the Gigantes, Allie? I haven't had the Gigante. What ring gauge do you prefer? I'm just curious. Trey and I have big variations in ring gauge. I prefer smaller. You want the smaller ring gauge Mm -hmm. cigar? I like the blend to be more concentrated. Oh, see, I like the larger ring gauge. I'm just, but I'm all about the, the larger ring gauge cigars. So, choice A, a thick cigar draped in a lightly hued cover leaf 
Though it burns a bit unevenly, the lush, easy draw shows notes of earth and hickory before a charry finish. Choice B. Packed solid with tobacco, this cigar has a firm draw but delivers plenty of sugary sweet notes that range from malted chocolate to toasted almonds. It's balanced by notes of black pepper and oak. Allie, choice A or choice B? I think B. Allie goes B, Trey? I think A. Trey gets a point. The choice B was for the Asylum Straight Jacket. Hmm. That makes sense. Tied up at one to one. See, I did five cigars that way we couldn't have a tie, but y'all both missed one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now a tie is possible. <laughs> See, Ali, what you should have done is once you got a point ahead, just pick the same one as him every time. Then you would have been guaranteed to Except that she goes I first. Go first. Well, that's true. I thought about this. I figured when you did that on the first one, I went first. I was like, that's what you're, that's going to be how you just keep your lead from here on out. So. <laughs> it's like recording with a spaniel. Everything <laughs> that walks by the window here or outside, Allie just like the window and she's like, oh, squirrel. Like, okay, <laughs> in my defense, that one was a dog. But wearing, before wearing that, a hot pink sweater. Before that, it's just because I'm very in tune to listening to the doorbell and seeing what's going on. And you're smiling at all your regulars as they walk in. Yeah. I saw that. They all see you on the radio. They're, <laughs> they're all excited, or on the podcast, excuse me. The next cigar is the Monte by Monte Cristo. Choice A, a gorgeous Churchill wrapped in a dark, oily cover leaf. The sweet, cedary smoke also shows savory notes of leather with hints of roasted nuts and black pepper. Choice B, rich color, a lustrous sheen, and tiny veins make this an eye-catching cigar. The creamy smoke leaves hearty tobacco notes and a cereal finish on the palate. Allie, you go first. I picked first last time. Yeah, I think it's on me. Trey, you go first. This is four, right? This is, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's B. I'm a terrible host. You say B. I also say B. Y'all are both correct. Choice A was actually for the Romeo Nicaraguan. That's what I thought it was. I should should allow extra points if you can choose. That may be our tiebreaker in the event, because right now we're all tied up going into the last cigar. Yeah. The last cigar is the Ashton Symmetry. Choice A, sweet, chewy notes of almond and vanilla bean are balanced by a rich, pleasant coffee quality that extends to the finish. A tasty box-pressed bellicoso. Choice B, an attractive reddish-brown bellicoso whose slightly firm draw imparts herbal tea intonations and floral notes that become become a bit perfumey on the finish of this box-pressed cigar. Allie, you're first. I think this one, since we're tied, we should each have to write our answer down so we can't just copy off each other. Very well. Here, Craig. Can I hear the second description again? An attractive reddish-brown bellicoso whose slightly firm draw imparts herbal tea intonations and floral notes that become a bit perfumey on the finish of this box-pressed cigar. I'm I'm left-handed, and I did that right-handed. That's why that looks like that. Is C an option? So, what are you saying, Allie? You don't like either one? C an option? There is no C. Have you had the symmetry? I have. It was a while ago. Did you like it? I did. Okay. I did. I didn't remember it being box pressed, though. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, that's why the, I almost knocked off the first one right off the bat until he said box pressed on the second one. Uh-huh. I, I picked A. Allie takes A and I Trey... I pick B. Pick B. I think A is the San Cristobal. Trey is still the champion. Biscuits. And A is actually the CAO Cameroon anniversary. Ah. But a very, a very strong showing, Allie. That herbal tea threw me off. See, I've got to admit, the reason I chose B was because it sounded the worst of the two descriptions, and I hate that cigar. <laughs> you hate the symmetry? I really do. It's one of those cigar-for-the-money cigars for me. It's just not worth the money. Yeah. The cigar's not bad, but... I think I don't get any flavor out of it other than it's just like, that's, that's how I feel when I smoke that cigar. 
Latre's winning streak continues. Woohoo! You, you beat uh, a girl. How do you feel? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like like an NFL player. Um, so why don't we... Um, Ouch. There were some... <laughs> so real quick, while we, while we all rub some salve on that wound Trey just inflicted. I'm not um, real proud of that. I I'm do want to kind of get an update on the cigars because I got to say, this Guardian of the Farm could very easily become one of my top 10 cigars. Really? I have been astonished. It's not strong, but it's very complex. It's got a lot of really, really complex flavors. Um, Allie, be sure to tell Austin to order a box of these. I'll let him know. That way I don't have to win them in the poker game. It's not that reliable. Now, I notice, not to put them on blast, but I notice it's not really burning that evenly. Is that just because you were hosting the show and, and kind I, of... And also, I ash too often. We've talked about yeah. it before. I'm... I tend to knock the ash off of my cigar too often, which makes them burn a little more crooked than they should. And also, the Heritage, how are you? Oh, I love this cigar. This is exactly what I wanted today. It's it's leathery. It's kind of, it's got a little bit of, I'm trying to, steak, kind of. Maybe that's that smoked, kind of like a, a grilled steak on it, that kind of flavor. Um, it's it's very woody, very oaky. It, it's just, and then a little bit of spice on the front of my tongue, which is just perfect for me. So, what about the tobacco, Allie? I'm really glad I revisited this cigar. It's the first time I've had it in a long time, and I can see why it was something I stuck with for so long when I started off. That little bit of sweetness is really something that I'm enjoying today. Is it something that you might kind of throw back into your rotation a little more frequently now, or probably not? Um, maybe if I need something to smoke just while I'm running around the shop on a busy night and I need something that I can pick up and put down a lot, it'd be a good stick for that. Don't have to worry about tasting it and kind of, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, because that taste, you're going to get it no matter what. Um, I really, I've my palate's developed a little bit more now. I like a little bit of a more medium, so that's probably what I'll keep with. Well, now that we're coming kind of toward the second half of the show, Allie, I want you to talk about, I'm going to put you on the spot again. I want you to talk about if you are a lady going to the shop with your man, what sort of things can they do to make it a more enjoyable experience? What sort of, what sort of, we talked about mental posture two weeks ago. What mental posture should a lady come into a cigar shop with? I think it's really important for the woman to remember that, you know, guys go out of the way for us a lot in doing things that we enjoy that they don't necessarily enjoy. And if this is your first time going to a shop, you don't have to be fake about saying, oh, I love this. But, you know, keep a smile on your face the whole time, even if you're not, it's not your thing. Um, You know, be engaged in conversation. If you're sitting with him and some of his friends from the cigar shop, try to get to know them a little bit. Chime in on the conversation if you can. Don't just sit there with your face in your phone and tell him how miserable you are. Because, you know, this is something that you're going to try to enjoy for him at least once. I think that's really important. I mean, that was kind of what we talked about uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago. Is just you know whatever you're doing, do it. Be engaged, and I think that's I think that's great advice for anybody, not just women or ju- not just men. I think that's just great advice to kind of be plug- plugged in and, and wherever you are. So, what else do you have as far as a tip for those of us trying to bring a lady into the shop? So if it's going to be like a date night kind of thing, maybe you guys are sitting down having some drinks. I think it's important to, um, you know, know what your shop has as far as beer and if they carry liquor and know your woman. If she doesn't like beer and your shop only sells beer, find out if they have a BYOB policy and bring a bottle of liquor that she likes. That's always a good tip wherever you're going. It's also nice because it encourages sharing. So if it is a kind of thing where you want to introduce to people and you want it to kind of be an event, having an open bottle of liquor in the shop is a good way to make friends. Whether you want to or not. Yeah. (laughs) I do have to point out something that I've seen on Half Wheel this week. Okay. So on Half Wheel this week... Adorin launched a cigar cabinet trolley humidor. Is this not the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life? It looks like (laughs) someone started a band in their garage and couldn't afford road cases, so built one out of plywood. I think it looks like a meat box that they have at school for lunch. That too. 
Yeah, it's just, um, you know, we're usually complimentary of new ideals, but this kind of... Now, that being said, I appreciate what they're going for. Because not all cigar accessories have to be mahogany and ornate and, you know, pretty. Some they, it's, it's got a more industrial look, which I'm a big fan of. You know, I really like the metal with wood together. Anyone who's seen, been to my house knows I've got this really nice, like, stainless and wood leather trunk that's my coffee table. I like that style, and that's what that's going for. I just think they missed the mark a little bit. Do you still have the canoe hanging on the ceiling in yes, your living I do. room? He also has a bike hanging on his wall, if I remember from his Instagram correctly. That is true. Well, now, Seinfeld made that okay. <laughs> it's also, it's well, the... Oh, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but that that is more because that's what I do all my mechanic work. It's actually a um, like a work stand, but it's also a good place to store the bike. So it's pulling double duty right now. Hey, well, my bike is my first love. You guys can both just go down a river. I don't. <laughs> well, the problem with me to this humidor is there's no glass, so everybody that walks into your house is going to say, "Oh, what's that?" You know, and I don't, I don't want people to say what's that. I want people to understand what I've got going on when they walk into my home. See, I'm not a huge fan of glass on a humidor, it because it you it if you're not the most organized person in the world, then it just kind of exacerbates that because you're looking at it all the time. But also, it doesn't hold humidity as well, and it's more susceptible to light and to changes in temperature and humidity outside that I think I, I like solid wood. If I walked into your house vote. and that was in there, I'm not going to ask you what that is. I'm going to walk into another room because I'm scared of what's in that. <laughs> it's a magic I said trick. it looks like a meat locker. Yeah. <laughs> Step in here. I'm going to saw you in half. <laughs> That's exactly, that is what it looks like. That is really... Well, we don't usually trash new inventions on the show, but this one was the rare exception for me. I couldn't imagine. Like I said, I think I really like what they were going for. I appreciate what that was trying to be. I just don't think it, I don't think it works. Very interesting. Okay, Ali. So what is the one thing that we can all do in this shop to make your job easier? <laughs> Probably the exact thing that I did while we were recording and not ash on the floor and leave it there. <laughs> well, at least someone else doesn't have to clean it up. Yeah, I do. I get on in 30 minutes. That thing going to come in here and take that's over That's what I'm saying. Back. It's You're picking up your own mess. So Yeah, so see, that's I can tip myself, so that works. <laughs> um, no, really, just keep it a fun environment. I love it when you guys, I mean, especially you two when you come in here, the room gravitates towards y'all. And we've got a couple other regulars who are the same way. If you're going to go to a cigar shop, be, be that guy. Even if you're sitting... <laughs> Even if you, you know, are sitting by yourself and you want to not be bothered, you know, still be personable. Don't, don't be that guy that when people drive by and they see your car here, they go the other way. Someone's been listening to back episodes of the podcast. I work here every day, and I know the nitty-gritty of what all these guys say. So that's not just you guys. That's, that's actually a real thing. Well, one question that we ask every guest that we have on the show for the first time. So if you were stranded on a desert island with only one cigar to smoke for the rest of your life, unlimited quantities, price is no object, What's your desert island stick? Um, guys are going to make fun of me because I can't remember what the actual name of it is. But um, when I was in Vegas two weeks ago at Casa Fuente, the house cigar there that I had, what was that? You guys know what it is. The if Jonathan, Jonathan was here, he would know right off the bat. The shop exclusive they have? Yes. Uh, we talked about it when we had him on last time. I can't remember what it's called. See, and I didn't know it was called. I literally just walked in there and asked the lady for the house cigar. Um, that thing was phenomenal. I really thought about spending the rest of my money to bring as many home as I could and just begging for somebody to give me a ride to the airport, but I thought that wasn't a good idea because I had to be back home for an event. Um, I could smoke that thing all day, every day. And it's about a $20 stick, right? It was $27 before tax. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but when you're in Vegas at Casa de Fuente, 
all of them are going to be $27 sticks. I don't think there's a cigar in that humidor less than $15. I mean, it's just, you know, it's in Caesar's Palace. They've got the fake sky above it. Somebody's got to pay for that. Very true. (laughs) I thought it was the people at the blackjack table paying for that. Well, they they spread it around. That's one good thing about Vegas. They they try to fleece every aspect of you equally. (laughs) So where all did you go when you were in Vegas cigar-wise? That was the only place I went there because I was only there for a day and a half. And I spent the rest of my time trying to get to see the strip because I'd never been there before. Went indoor skydiving. I, I don't necessarily like sit around and gamble or anything like that. But I knew I had to go to at least one place. I called Austin. Hey, I'm here a day early. Where do I need to go? He gave me the directions and that's where I went. Excellent. Well, and it's kind of hard to find. because when. <laughs> When we went there, it was very difficult to find the Casa Fuente. They have an interactive map now that, like, plays a video of where you need to go. I have a recording on my phone. I'll show you guys after. (laughs) Does it lead you past the craps table, past the blackjack table? It takes you the long way around. (laughs) It takes you through all of the slot machines. You have to kind of run a zigzag pattern. No, it didn't do that, but I... Maybe I was just lucky because I was at the one that was already in the mall. I'm sure if they have a map in the casino, it probably does that. Well, all the casinos are set up for you to kind of at some point say, okay, I know I'm never getting out of here. I'm going to sit down and play a hand of blackjack. I actually almost walked out of one until I saw a sign that said live flamingos, and I turned around and (laughs) beelined straight for those flamingos. Yeah, we stayed at the Flamingo, and where we and that was where we had breakfast every morning. Was out there where we could see the flamingos. They were so cool. Okay, I got a question. Do you think back when Vegas was run by the mob, some enforcer roasted a flamingo there? Absolutely. I gotta think. I gotta think. He said, "Hey, Vinny, get me one of those flamingos." I would try it. I'd eat flamingo. You would try flamingo? Oh heck yeah! You won't eat oranges, but you'll eat flamingo. <laughs> Again, two very different things. I wouldn't go for a flamingo. It's too pretty. No. I imagine it would taste like shrimp because that's why they're pink is because of the shrimp they eat is actually why flamingos are pink. This is the useless knowledge portion of our show. (laughs) And when we were at the salt flats down in um, Progreso, Mexico, there's flamingos by the thousands down there. They're everywhere. And it's because the shrimp are up there and that's what they feed on is those shrimp up around those salt pits. We've hmm. seen the Mayan salt pits. It's a great trip. You already, if you ever go to Progresso, take the dune buggies, go to the ruins, see the salt flats. It's very interesting. And you see thousands of flamingos. Well, I think that does it for our travel portion of the show this week. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, uh, between this week and next, we love hearing from you. If you have topics for future shows or we got something wrong and you want to let us know about it, uh, send that to Shane. Otherwise, uh, go to facebook.com slash thecigarcast or we're on Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast and then info at thecigarcast.com is where you can email us as well. Well, Ali, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. You did a great job and we'd love to have you back, especially... The next one, I want you to tell stories of things that have happened to you as a bartender at the cigar shop. That actually could be really interesting. I I think we could fill a show with that pretty easily. But until next week, everyone, please have a good cigar and think well of us. (laughs) 